Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that brings you the most interesting content in information security, technology, and humans. The idea is content curation as a service. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts. I then take what I learned from that content and turn it into a concise 30-minute summary. If you enjoy or get value from the show, you can support it at danielmeisler.com support. And many thanks to everyone who's already subscribed. All right, welcome to episode number 100. Going to start off with security news. We're finally seeing a clear picture of the various influence campaigns that Russia is using against the United States. Note that I say are using, right? Not were using. This is an ongoing campaign. Number of researchers have identified the social media accounts being used and are tracking the actual memes that they're putting out. And I've got links to those. You can see what they are. They're quite interesting. They're quite genius. They're brilliant, honestly, in in a morbid sort of way. And it's basically capturing small little segments of American identity politics, um, our various social pressure points, basically. And they're using that content to make us fight amongst ourselves. This is literally a state-funded attack against America designed designed to make us hate each other and destroy ourselves from within. Utter genius on their part. The president's Twitter account was deactivated by a rogue employee as their last action before leaving the company. This raises a number of important questions about the ability for Twitter employees to change things within the platform. Could they tweet as someone else? Is it possible to uh, modify a tweet? You know, these things are important and they matter. Uh, It's especially important when you have someone like the president on the platform. I mean, if someone were to read, you know, I've just declared war on North Korea and it came from his actual account, you know, with the blue check mark and all, would that really be that unbelievable? I'm not sure it would be. And what would the response be, both at the state level and in industry? A white former Air Force man went to to a church on Sunday near where he grew up and killed 26 people with an AR-15. I think he injured an additional 20 people. When he left the church, an armed citizen who was nearby fired on him and injured the attacker who was found dead in his crash vehicle later. They aren't sure if he died of self-inflicted wound died from the bullet wound that where he was attacked and shot or if uh, he died from the crash. Um, there are myriad issues to discuss here, but the one I'll mention is that many want to label this as terrorism, just like they did in the New York attack last week. The difference so far in a developing story, to be clear, is that the New York attack, there was a clear modus operandi linking to terror and the proclaiming of Alu Akbar uh, during the attack, whereas with this situation, we appear to simply have another mentally ill person with no obvious motive. Mental illness-based violence is not terrorism because it has no political goal it's trying to achieve. That's the difference, and I think we need to keep that difference very clear. Researchers have 
discovered a new Trojan called silence in some banking institutions. The MO there is to stay silent for some period of time in order to learn more about the network and then to start stealing money once they believe they can do it successfully. So sort of watch and learn and then attack type technique. Merck told financial analysts last Friday that NotPetya cost them at least $310 million in Q3, and they expect it to be at least that much in Q4. Maersk lost around $300 million as well, as did FedEx. And this makes NotPetya probably the largest cybersecurity incident of its type. The Trump organization appears to have been compromised by some Russian hackers in 2013. Multiple subdomains were registered under domains that it owned, and many redirected to IP addresses in St. Petersburg, Russia. This could have simply been a Russian criminal group, though, and not anything state or politics related, but either way, it's not good. A fake version of WhatsApp has been installed on over a million Android devices. If you use Android, I do recommend that you stay on the Pixel or Nexus line and keep your Android updated and always use only the approved app store. Uh, stuff can still get in there, but they have much better security there on, than on some of these other app stores. Code signing of malware is evidently much more common than we thought. We saw this with Stuxnet where you know valid certificates were used to uh, lend legitimacy to the malware. And uh, this is being used a lot more than uh, people thought it was in malware going back for quite some time. So interesting development there. And patching WordPress. If you have WordPress and you've not updated in the last week or two, you definitely need to do that. There are some nasty SQL injection bugs. And Tor had a nasty bug that could reveal some internal IP addresses, which is kind of the exact opposite of what you want with Tor. So uh, they have updated, so you should go and get that update. Technology news, Bitcoin crossed $7,000. I think it actually went higher than that, maybe like 7,200. Who knows, it could be much higher than that by now. HP is selling its main headquarters in Palo Alto and moving to Santa Clara, San Jose, and Milpitas. Not sure exactly what this means, but it definitely means a lot of change. Cisco is bringing AI to its conference room meeting hardware. Human news. A massive new study of 600,000 people shows that long-term aspirin use significantly reduces many types of cancer risk. The reduction numbers are staggering, right? It's 47% for liver, 47% for esophageal, 35% for lung, 38% for gastric, and there's even more. Uh, there's a longer list if you click the link. I really want to see the study get reproduced, replicated, otherwise validated, uh, because there's been a lot of science that just hasn't had that quality recently. But uh, a lot of, I, I went and looked, and a lot of uh, big name uh, media outlets have also circulated the story and it was published in a very prominent uh, science journal. So quite uh, quite a big development, uh, enough so that I might consider starting aspirin at some point in the future. You can now order CRISPR kits through the mail. 
and hack DNA at home for around $100. Experts say that there's way easier ways to do harm to someone, and it'd be really difficult to modify pathogens to become more dangerous. My problem with this is that it only takes one, right? And if, if it's easier to kill people with guns, but you know, you could do this and kill hundreds of millions of people. That's bad. I mean, modifying Ebola at home to have a longer delay time. I, I don't know how easy that is, but if it's, if it's not zero easy or if it's not impossible, then I think we need to have a better defense than yeah. Guns are easier. Um, there are a lot of people in ISIS type groups, uh, especially in Britain who have advanced educations and are also willing to destroy the entire world because they think they're going to heaven. So the, uh, it's easier to kill things with other types of weapons is not a good plan in my mind. China has opened 516 Confucius institutes around the world where they teach the world to speak Mandarin. A lot of people call this a projection of soft power. They are in 142 countries, 42 of which are in Africa. I talked about this elsewhere, not in this episode, but somewhere else. Um, China is basically colonizing Africa. They are going in mining and bringing money in and uh, extracting, you know, uh, expensive things out of the ground and using the African workforce to do that, not giving them much benefit, not giving much benefit to the city around them. There's a lot of complaints, but when you're starving and you have no jobs, you're kind of willing to take it from anywhere. And China is more than happy to take advantage of this because no Europeans are going to show up because of the whole history of colonization uh, with Europe and Africa. And China doesn't care what anyone thinks. So they're happy to be the ones taking advantage of this. The New York Times is on pace to become a $900 million digital business by 2020, thanks to a major surge in subscribers in recent years. Much of the increase is being attributed to people being willing to pay for high quality news in a world where it's hard to tell good information from bad. Currently have around 2.5 million paid subscribers. Ideas, how Russia is helping America destroy itself. <clears throat> this is a piece I talked about in the very first story. We basically have extremely solid evidence and really proof that Russia is actively trying to cause social strife inside of the US. This essay also couples that with some books that I'm reading about natural class separation inside the US. So it's not that the Russians are creating this strife, it's happening naturally by itself. They are merely exacerbating it uh, through these different social campaigns. So that's what that story is about. Do recommend it. I put the little fire icon next to it in the newsletter. Uh, I do recommend you check that one out. It's not bias when AI tells us something true, but uncomfortable. Uh, this one is talking about the fact that a lot of people are confusing unhappiness with reality, <clears throat> which actual with actual bias in AI algorithms. If an AI algorithm <clears throat> recommends to an African person or a uh, Asian person in their you know, back home in Africa or in Asia that, uh, it recommends a, a skin whitener product. 
And they are happy to get that recommendation because that's actually what they were looking for. And some PC group in the United States or in San Francisco takes a look at that and says, this is biased because it's recommending something that promotes whiteness or something like that uh, over, you know, darker skins. Uh, you need to fix this. And then, of course, uh, marketing and product management says, oh, yeah, that that's a sorry, that was a bias of the algorithm and we're going to fix that. Well, that is not a bias of the algorithm. That is a bias of reality. That is an unfortunate truth of reality. And we shouldn't make the, uh, the mistake of confusing those two things, right? Um, the other thing is if you keep hard coding all these rules into an AI to make it not tell you things that make you uncomfortable, eventually it won't be very good prediction system because it's not representative of reality anymore. And it won't reveal to you these strange and, you know, weird truths about the world that we didn't see before, um, which many of them might be uncomfortable. And if you do that, eventually your product will not be good and a competitor will rise up, maybe from China, who's willing to tell you anything as long as it's true, even if it's uncomfortable, and your product will simply die in the face of that. Uh, the new luxury of having good information. This is about it being really hard to tell the difference between good and bad information sources. And that disproportionately, the people who have that advantage are already well off in other ways. And this, this just adds another burden to those who don't have access to this information. There will be significant discussion around the role of an armed citizen Given the fact that an armed man attacked the gunman outside the church yesterday and potentially stopped others from being killed. So guns simultaneously enabled the attacker to kill many people and let a citizen potentially stop more violence. I think it's safe to predict that both sides will claim victory on that point. A lot of people are saying that the thing that will change the world more than AI is 3D printing. I've not put that much thought into this actually, but um, mostly because I see both of them as just being massively uh, impactful. I think I hate that word, impactful. Um, but affecting the future in such a major way, and it's kind of hard to measure which one will be bigger. I feel like AI might be bigger for business impact and the rich and 3d printing might do more to raise standards for everyday people. It's my first thought on it, but they're both going to be extraordinary. And imagine building an entire global infrastructure of services on blockchain only to have it completely destroyed by quantum computing. We need a solution other than hoping that this won't happen. So blockchain is based on uh, public key cryptography. It's based on hashes. It's based on lots of crypto. And uh, crypto is vulnerable to quantum computing. Most forms of it are. We're looking at some forms that are less vulnerable. But quantum computing can basically try option all options at once. That's kind of the, the uh, trick that it has. So imagine if we built, oh yeah, let's go full blockchain, you know, lean in on blockchain and... Uh, Everyone has blockchain. It's all of our banking. It's all of our reputation system. It's all of IOT, you know, trust and transactions and everything. 
And then at the same time, we're working towards quantum computing, boom, boom, boom. Let's say AI breaks out and AI is being used to make quantum, uh, quantum computing possible. And boom, we have a breakthrough in quantum computing. And it looks backward and it can basically unravel and break the entire blockchain. Well, now our global infrastructure is just broken. <clears throat> and we would still have that problem, you know, not using blockchain. Uh, because it would break encryption, lots of stuff like that. But if your entire trust and transaction system and reputation system is built on it and it's undone basically overnight, we need to prepare for that. Discovery. My quick thoughts on the iPhone 10. Face ID adds a step for Apple Pay and for good reason. <clears throat> My preferred view in Feedly Six less known gesture chips for iPhone 10. Detective is an automated research tool for sales teams so they can spend less time researching and more time selling to them. That's a great idea. Wonder if that works. A stellar infographic on what different colors represent in marketing. Auditing SSH with SSH scan. Earth a free land data set on AWS. Reddit's Etsy password file. You have to go download this newsletter and click this link. It will blow your mind. It's kind of funny. Uh, 200 universities just launched 600 free online courses. That is a fantastic uh, list of assets. A review of Pentester Lab, quite a good write-up. Researchers analyzed 3,200 unique fishing kits. Cred Sniper, a Flask-based fishing framework that supports capturing 2FA tokens. And Hashcat, advanced password recovery. Notes for this week. For those who are signed up for the newsletter, which is the same content as this podcast, but in text form, you should check your spam folder and create a rule to uh, whitelist it basically in your email platform. A whole bunch of MailChimp emails have been getting filtered recently and it's hard for them to fix it on their side. So <clears throat> you wanna find out if you haven't been receiving them recently, uh, create a rule on my email address, daniel at or the unsupervised learning subject line and you should be good to go. Uh, just started and finished reading Richard Florida's new book, The New Urban Crisis. It was fantastic. I read it in like one day. Uh, spawned a whole new line of discovery for me. <clears throat> so I started reading all these other books. Um, almost done reading the next one from that, which was Coming Apart <clears throat> uh, by Char Charles Murray, which is about class fragmentation in America. And this this bled right into the Russia stuff, right? Because it's like, this class separation is happening regardless of Russia, right? They're not doing the whole thing. They're just making it worse. Uh, but it was a big inspiration for that fragmentation essay that I talked about before. And next I'll be reading Bobos in Paradise by David Brooks. It's in the same line as the first two uh, about class separation. Uh, but this one is specifically talking about the separation of the new upper class and how it differs from everyone else in America. And, um, I'm adding a lot more perks for site membership, uh, which is 10 bucks a month. 
two coffees per month, uh, which now includes the following three things, right? So it's access to special limited content, which I'm working on my first ones now. The ability to submit AMA questions. So a bunch of people have been asking, hey, can I submit a question and you can answer it on the show? So we're going to be doing that, probably have a section maybe under notes, or I'm not sure where I'll put it, but it'll be AMA section. And uh, I will give, you know, decent answers to the questions that are submitted by members. And three, access to live meetups and events. So one of those that I'll be doing that I'm already working on is the ability to uh, help me make the podcast. So basically you just, uh, you tune in, I'll have some platform that you come in on and we just kind of go through the articles together. We talk about them, which one should go in the newsletter, which one should not, uh, what should the analysis be? And that will be a member perk. So that should be pretty fun. Um, yeah, so the, the questions, So if you're a member, feel free to start submitting questions for the AMA piece and uh, I'll start responding in recent newsletters. So if you're a member, feel free to start sending in AMA questions. You can go to any of the recent newsletters and just reply and that will put it into a thread that I can see clearly or you can just email me directly and uh, look forward to that. Also, this is episode 100. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do special for that, but 100 uh, feels like a big deal. Been doing this for a little over a year, maybe year and a half. Don't remember. But uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Recommendations for this week. Find the author of a book you like and read everything they have written. Then find out what books they've referenced or recommend. Read those and then find out who influenced them and do the same with them as well. The aphorism for this week, the creation of a thousand forests is in one acorn. Ralph Waldo Emerson, the creation of a thousand forests is in one acorn. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of unsupervised learning. Don't forget, you can also get the show, including all the links to the things I mentioned, in text form by signing up for the email newsletter at danielmiesler.com newsletter or via the blog post for each episode. I'll see you next time.